Here it is going now guys, Talk Norwich City here, back for another week of the TNC podcast, week yes. 27. How many months is that? Four, eight, Don't know. quite a few. I've lost track now. Four, eight, twelve, six, it's been too 20, good. 24, nearly, nearly seven months. Solid, solid content for you guys. That's not a bad effort. It's all for you. That's not a bad effort. Um, First of all, I want to say thank you for watching the previous episode with Simon Lappin. Great to have him here. Mm. Uh, if you haven't watched it, go and check it out. Um, it was kind of like, I suppose, an evergreen episode, that wasn't it? Because yeah. he had a lot of stories to tell about his time at Norwich, what he's doing now. Some interesting stories about his life at the moment. Um, I just thought he was a really kind of nice top guy as yeah, well. Yeah, as expected. As all Scots are that come to Norwich City Football Club. Stuart Hodge. Hodgie's a maniac, happen. isn't he? Yeah, he's a, he's a top guy. I think he's. Uh, I think I saw him commenting on like St Mirren at the weekend or something. So uh, quite a step down from from, from Norwich. And the only sca- a bit the only scary one was Paul Lambert. Yeah, he was he top guy though. Yeah, he's just he's just had this aura. Of, Scots are oh scary. God. Yeah, but no, but 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 Gunny's not scary. If you get on the wrong side of him, I reckon he's very scary. Honestly, nah. Nicest guy on the planet. Full stop. You said that about Simon Lappin. Did I? I think I might have done. I, no, yeah, I didn't. You did. Uh, so yeah, go and check that one out. Uh, and if you listen on iTunes, what would be really, really good is if you could leave this podcast a review. All you've got to do is go mm. into the podcast page on iTunes, click leave a review, give it a five-star rating, and that helps us boost up the iTunes not, rankings. Yeah, not a four-star, obviously. No, not a four-star. Someone's left a one-star rating. I Whoever won't. that was, I will find you, and I won't be happy with you. Whoever it is... It's an Ipswich fan. I've left, uh, I've left ourselves a review. Have you? Yeah, have you? No, do I need to? You can do. Okay, I will do. That'll help us out. Cool. Anyway, let's talk about... Um, well, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got uh, Middlesbrough coming up tonight. Uh, you might be watching it after that game because this is uploaded very close to that game. We've got the Bristol City game to talk about, reflect <coughs> on. Uh, we've also got Reading to look forward to. Sorry, what did you just Redding. say? Reading. Reading. You just went, Redding. 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 We've got Redding, boy. Um, and then we've got the international break, and then, wow, boy, is October busy. Go on. Arsenal, Ipswich, both e- of them tickets released. Today, easy wins. I think. Both easy um, wins. We'll get that far. We'll get onto that in a bit. Let's talk about Saturday's game. It was Bristol City. It was a nil-nil draw. It was the second consecutive nil-nil draw at home. It was our fourth consecutive league clean sheet. Solid. First time that's happened since 2001. Um... I mean, now we've had some time to think about it. Has your opinion changed ever so slightly or majorly since we spoke after the game on Saturday? To be honest with you, no, Jack. I, I initially I had that opinion straight away that it's a good, it's good, it's a clean sheet. Okay. And I think at this stage of the season, a solid clean sheet at home isn't the end of the world. Um, look, I most of you hopefully will remember the Hewton era, right? And Hewton bored the shit out of us, right? He really did, but. But he did get us to the highest position we've, that we've had in the Premier League since our European run. And I think what people need to remember is sometimes you need to be a wee bit boring to grind out results in this league. And I, I personally believe that now we've got these, this solid foundation. I say that we might get trounced by Middlesbrough tonight. <laughs> but now we've got this solid foundation. I personally believe Nelson up top is probably the best striker in, in the league. Yeah. On his day, honestly. I, I really do genuinely believe that. I'm, look, my yellow and glasses, the yellow and green glasses are off. Nelson Oliveira is the best striker the in the best. league. The best. Yep. He is. So, and, and you know, you've got the likes of Alex Pritchard to come back. We are so strong. I just, for me, the only thing that we've got to kind of mould, get used to is that kind of central attacking midfield. Where's Madison... Mm. Vrancic, where is it? What is it doing? How do we utilise the wingers? Yeah. What's the width saying? How are we bringing in the forwards? Are we going deep? Are we protecting? Are we not? That's the area to improve. Yeah, because it, it feels like at the start of the season, that was kind of the most locked down position. And we mm. scored a few goals. And the defence was where it was changing week in, week out. We didn't really know what formation. It now feels like the back four is fairly complete. Yeah. The two sitting midfielders have, have done wonders, I think. And we were calling for that before it happened. Um and now, like you say, it feels that front four, the, the, the two wingers, the, the number 10 and the striker, I don't think Farker quite knows how to work that yet, but I suppose mm. it will come. I think the counter-argument to you, and I'm, I'm simply playing devil's advocate here, but I, I know some fans, and probably me a little bit as well, would be saying, well, 
we've just played Burton and Bristol City at home. They're two games, surely, you have to be winning. Yes, at the business end of the season. But let's not forget that, I say we, I, I'm, I'm not judging this team properly until Christmas time. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and, of course, I'll be really ridiculously passionate at the end of the game if we lose or win or draw. But the bottom line is you can't really properly judge this team until Christmas. There's so many different ins and outs. We have to mention it in every single podcast because some people still expect it to click instantly and they shouldn't expect that. In terms of that that attack in... I need to come in. Go on then. I have have an apology to make. Bloody hell. Yeah. Do you know who that apology is to? No. He's in the Norwich team. James' husband. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) No. That apology goes to Mr. Tim Close. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, and I have to say, the man has been absolutely monumental. There's a moth in here, Jack. Bloody big moth as well. Oh, my God. Is that a moth or is that a daddy long leg? That is absolutely... Anyway. Told you we should have shut the door. Oh, my God. That's attracted to the light, isn't it? Goodness me. Anyway, Timmy Close. I hope that doesn't fly in my face. Has been absolutely brilliant, I think, since he's, I mean, obviously, everyone's giving Angus a lot of credit for his clean sheets, and deservedly so. He made a game-changing save against against Bristol, and yes, I am going to just say Bristol at home. Um, and you know, but in fairness to Timmy Close, I think, in my opinion, he's he's probably been the cement to the to that defensive mix that's said, right, come on, guys, and he's winning everything in the air. He's been fantastic on the floor. I can't remember him making a bad pass. I love seeing that nose on the pitch. I really do. Um, and what I like about Timmy Close is he's done exactly... So two months ago, you you said, oh, Tim Close, Tim Close. I said, no, he's got to prove himself. Mm. And he needed these few games to prove himself. He's instantly done that. So kudos to Timmy Here Close. Oh, my God, that is... Jeez. For people listening on iTunes, we've got some kind of autumnal... Flying species. I'm not cool with that, man. Really? It's not that bad. It's not going to hurt you. Oh, yeah, I know that. But I'm trying to concentrate. Um, yeah, I think you're exactly right. Tim Close, after I think it was his first game back after injury, he said, look, I knew I screwed up last season. I wasn't at my best. I think he was having problems with the international team. He said, I'm really eager to just nail this position down, mm-hmm. help my teammates. I feel like I'm in a good place now. And there's no, there, it, it, it proves itself that we haven't conceded a goal when Tim Close has been on the pitch this season. That is an unbelievable stat for a defender. Yeah, it and, is. Um, and he's played, what, nearly five, six straight games now and the goal hasn't been... How old is he? I'll have a look. Well, I'll tell you why. Because if I was Timmy Close, I'd be kind I'm of... guessing 26, what are you saying? Oh, really? You're saying older? I actually don't have a clue how old Tim Close what, is. At what point does Timmy Close say, I'm going to hang up my international boots? How old do you think he is? Is he really young? Is he scarily young? No, he's not really young. I think he's 31. He's 29. Okay. He's older than I thought, actually. So, realistically, he's probably got another, what, couple of seasons in the Swiss oh, squad? Easy. Oh, easy. Um, yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. I, don't know how, I don't know what defenders are challenging in the Swiss squad. You look what Alex Tete's done. I know Tete's in a different position in terms of his body and how injured he gets all the time and, you know, tired. But I think Timmy Close has now got to look at this and say, right, okay. Because this whole kind of... Swiss thing, this hung up, this hang up about like, oh yeah, Switzerland, Switzerland, Switzerland. It gets to the point where you've got to go right. I need to now focus myself on my club career. Now, if you focus yourself on your club career, that will take you to the internationals. Mm. It will take you there. Don't you worry. And uh, yeah. So anyway, massive credit to Timmy Close. I think he's proved everyone wrong, including me. Hats off, buddy. Well done. I think. I, I think. Um... I was I was reading a, an article by uh, John Rogers, Big Grant Holt, in the program um, at the weekend. And it, I think he called it a love letter to Tim Close. But basically, the outline of it was Jelly uh, Baby. I want to have a Jelly Baby. Actually, cheers, mate. Yeah. Um, he was, for the he was basically saying that Tim Close is look, uh, kids look up to footballers as, as role models, and unfortunately nowadays there's not many actual role models. But Tim Close just loves life, mm-hmm. very passionate about his, his, his job, mm-hmm. enjoys himself, and it just seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, good vibes well. only. Definitely good vibes. Lo- I'd love to go on a night out with him, close. Have you seen his motor as well? So good. Oh my God. One of his many motors. What a boy. Um, so yeah, um, as well as that, let's talk about another player who's been exceptional. Tommy T. Oh. Tommy T, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. That, uh, you know, it, 
honestly, it stunned me. Mm. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that, you know, to, to wasn't he free as well? He was a free, yeah. Best free, uh, is he the best free signing we've ever made? Oh, it's his early Dawson. Do- no, but, it, but, but is it? I can't think of any other frees off the top of my head. Let us know in the comments. What other frees have been great for Norwich City? Was Gary O'Neill on a free? He was good. Consistently, though, and he'll be he'll be, he'll be on bugger all wages as well. I think the nice thing about Tom Tribal is as well, it's not... well. It's he a looks scary. He, basically, Tom Tribal was highly, highly rated in Germany as a youngster. Went off the rails a little mm. bit in his personal life and things. And uh, basically, he got released by Den Haag last season. They didn't renew his contract. And he, well, come in. Didn't he say something about... He, like, credited his whole career to his missus? Yeah. He was like... Yeah, my girlfriend. And then when he said it, when he said girlfriend, he went. <laughs> but yeah, he, basically he, he came, I think Farker gave him a big chance. Mm. Uh, that's a big move from Den Haag to Norwich, especially when you're not really doing what people expected of you. Yeah. He's come here with a chance and boy, is he taking that chance. Because I can remember when he made his debut against Charlton in the Cup. I remember when he first signed, I was like, well, this guy, I'm going to get in the team. And he came on against Charlton and scored. I was like, well, mm. nice, nice one, mate. He'll be dropped next week. And he's been unbelievable since then. The first 10 minutes, first 20 minutes against Bristol City, he was everywhere. He was breaking play up. Just unbelievable. And, and that man is a huge, huge reason why the defence has been so solid in recent weeks. Because we said before, um, by the way, this is going to be cracking. We said before when we were conceding goals, we need a defensive midfielder in that role. We need two of them. Tom Tribal's come in. Clean sheets have come. Tom Tribal. Do you remember when he first turned up and it was literally, we were just laughing and joking in the car on the way to, was it Villa? Villa, yeah. Before hell, all hell unleashed. And we made that chant up for Tom Tribal. Big Dave, shout out Big Dave. Yeah, Legend. Dave Giles, don't know, don't know your Twitter tag, but Big Dave. Uh, Dave underscore, David underscore NCFC11, I think. Right, now I'm going to play you this tune and it's it's a Craig David. Put it up to the mic, by the way. It's a Craig David, I will. It's a Craig David remix. Um, <laughs> what song is, is it, it by Craig, Craig David? Da- yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Play it and I'll... We'll right, so th- this is how it goes. Oh, yeah. Tom Tribal. When the crowd say goal, selector. Tom Tribal. When the crowd say goal, selector. Tom Tribal. Don't think it's going to catch on. Um, but <clears throat> if you've got any Tom Tribal chance, we need a chart for Tom Tribal. Neil Thompson. He always makes up good charts. Yeah. Shout out to Neil Thompson. Get your so- Tom Tribal chart. Hurry up. Make one up. In the comments. Below. Anyway, what a boss! And again, much like Timmy, his 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 passion to play on the floor is impressed me. I was interested. Um, sticking on this clean sheet thing, Angus Gunn done the um, post match interview, yep. and he said that he he can't pinpoint the reason why the defence has suddenly improved. I found that quite odd because it, it clearly hasn't just happened. Something's been done. I think it just well, yeah, but I think it just shows. Uh, it, in, the the player is in when the players are in such a positive mindset. You're just like, well, we've got the ability here. We've got the ability. Mm. We've all got the ability. Of course, we're going to do it. Mm. And I think if you go early on and go, oh, it's not working. Oh, we're going down. That's when you make more like that, mistakes. But that's when you make more mistakes. Now, us fans, we went delirious. If you watch back the channel and look at the Millwall videos, right. we went delirious. Now, understandably so. But the players. Obviously, would have reflected on that game in a negative light too. But afterwards, literally the day afterwards, I would honestly suggest that the players are like, "We've got it. We've all got it." Mm. Even husband, husband would have gone, "Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bloody world class defender." I, th- I think you've um, got to have that mindset, and that's what we've got now. Let's let's now speak about because we, we obviously a clear negative from the weekend was um, was 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 the, was the toothlessness going forward. Um, okay. Were there any other points you looked at or players and went, this could... isn't quite working? Well, the other thing I've got to say as well is, yes, we were toothless going forwards, Jack. But I think, again, on another day where, you know, the confidence... I know we just won away at Sheffield United, but when you play... I've, I've said it a million times, Cameron Jerome isn't the type of player that's going to score his one chance. Hmm. That's just not him. Nelson Oliveira, yes. But Cam Jam needs five or six. Prove me, Prove me wrong, please. He needs five or six. So, in a game like against Bristol City, when you're just going to get one or two chances because they're going to shut up shop, mm. Cameron Jerome isn't the man. But you look at Vrancic's chance where he hit the post. Set up by Cameron Jerome. 
set up by Cameron Jerome, by the I way. Thought, so, I thought Jerome so let's was not, first half. So actually. let's just not dive in. I mean, yeah, all right. First half, Cameron Jerome was okay. He wasn't excellent. No, he was he, okay. Well, he was decent. He was okay, Jack. He was all right. S- scored offside, um, very close. What? It wasn't, it wasn't close. It was, wasn't it? It was offside. Well, it was offside, but it was close to being onside. Okay, fine. He was um, all right. But his yeah. second half performance... It was woeful. Yeah. Oh, my God. It completely takes the first a half couple of, A couple of other players I want to touch on, and I know I'm not going to you know, pinpoint individuals, mm. but I am here. Sure. Um, <laughs> first of all, Mario Vrancic. Yep. Such an interesting one, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because you look at his performance against Brentford and you go, oh, my God, the, the new hair dye has done it. And then you think at the weekend, oh my god, what is what what is this player? But and and again, I, you know, I stuck up for you know the strikers at the weekend. I'm going to stick up for Mario Vrancic because if you look at his free kick, it was honestly inches away from going over that wall. Now I know the players practice week in week out. If that ball had gone over the wall, it would have gone in. I'm not just saying it. It looked in line. You know, I've I've watched the the, the replays of it, and you just think. That's unlucky. Yeah. Like again, he, again, I've said it time and time again, Jack. Players like Vrancic, Madison, Vilshut, Josh Murphy, confidence players. Yeah. They can't just rock up. So Vrancic on another day, that's top right hand corner. I, I think I think Vrancic has probably struggled the most in terms of adapting to the English league because I watched mm-hmm. him in Germany. I watched yeah, watched him against them German sides. He was unbelievable mm. in terms, of, but the, pe- the pace is a little bit slower. It's a little bit more technical. And the games where we've had a little bit more time, I look at QPR, I look at the Brentford game, where he's had a little bit more time on the ball. He's been unbelievable. His passing is probably, uh-huh. when he's got the ball at his feet with a little bit of time, probably one of the best passes of the ball at this club. But he he often comes up with a, with a, with a good chance or creates something in the game, mm-hmm. but he goes missing for the rest. I, the, and, that, and that worries me slightly. It, does, it doesn't worry me. He's going to come good. He's not the type of player when you look... I mean, again... You'll know what we're thinking here, but he's not the type of player where he turns up and you just think you are absolutely awful in every single department. He's not that player. He's no, got no, skill. No. Yeah. He's a good kick taker. I do think he's a pretty consistent performer. I do. Yes, he did go missing at the weekend, but please just give him time. The other one, Marley Watkins. Is that simply down to inconsistency <sighs> see, starting games? See, for me, I, th- I think Marley Watkins can be more of an effective player than Vrancic to be honest with you but he, he's probably been slightly less of a, of a player mm. so I think the problem with Marley Watkins is again stop and start not really being in the team consistently and I've got a funny feeling that Watkins is going to thrive or would thrive sorry if we were to play 4-4-2 okay so and, well, Watkins off a striker yeah, yeah. Um, kind of just, just behind just yeah. tucked in behind Nelson yeah. Because Nelson heads it down and you're away. Because Watkins, I thought, done a really good job away at Brentford. As he, mm-hmm. was pretty, he was our striker that night. Yeah, yeah, I thought he'd done a really good job. Yeah. And he'd he done well against Charlton as well in the cup when he was a striker. So it's interesting because when he came in from Barnsley, he pretty much played in the left, down the middle, on the right. Yeah. And I just think with Watkins, I, I can well, see exactly. something there. But it's just so tough to accommodate him in a side on a consistent enough basis. And I think yeah. that, and I, that comes back to... Everyone's saying, well, we should have signed another striker. We should have not signed another striker. I think we got it exactly right in the transfer window. It's very unlucky that Oliveira's got injured when he has. Yep. Um, but if you if we were to bring in a striker to the calibre that we would it's need... It's not just Oliveira, by the way. How many injuries have we had? Fark has been dreadfully unlucky. Well, let's talk about that in a minute, actually, because I was reading some tweets today sure. from different people. Um, but it's all about this rotation. You look at Grant Hanley. Yeah. He was brought in, probably told he's guaranteed first-team football... He's fourth choice centre back at the moment. Yeah, well, he's got to prove himself, hasn't he? It's unbelievable. It's um, it's just it's just the way football goes. Like, it's an interesting point you raise about the fitness because let's look at the the, the injury list for for tonight's game against Middlesbrough. Vrancic is out injured. Stiepelman's out injured. Naismith is out injured. Russ is out injured. Nelson is a, is a fifty fifty one. Yeah. Is this simply unlucky, or is this Daniel Farker overtraining them players? No, 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 no. Don't wind no? me up. I, I saw, I was, it's very unlucky. It's very unlucky. You look at Arsene Wenger has re- is renowned. Arsene Wenger signed Victor Wanyama. That's a song from a while ago, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Apologies about that, everyone listening. Um, what am I saying? You've really been Arsene, off there. Like Arsene Wenger. No, yeah, so sorry. So, 
a, a manager like Arsene Wenger is renowned for overtraining his players, and it's very obvious. And he's done it year in, year out, and that's why I have no sympathy for Arsenal fans because they drag through every season like a cold bag of shit because they don't make the change. Simple as that. Yeah. I was on Arsenal Fan TV and I told them to get Pep Guardiola before he buggered off to Man City. All they should have done is bought Mate, Pep Guardiola. Arsenal Fan TV. Robbie, let's make the club happen. Yeah. Oh, God, I gave him that to Arsenal. Exactly. Beautiful. YouTube money. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. Oh, sorry. So my main point out of those four players is... I've got your pen now. You feel more official with the pen. Though. Yeah, I do. It's quite a nice pen, actually. Yeah, it's not it's bad. Fine liner. Steepman. Yeah. What a boy. Yeah, he's done well the last couple of weeks. He, no, at the weekend, he was probably up there with the, with, with the top three players on the pitch. I thought he looked just as good as Mitchell Dykes, if not better. He had more of a head to him. He has impressed me the way that, I mean, he took he took a couple of players. And, yeah. and, and as a defender, you don't expect that. And he has impressed me massively. He's aggressive, but at the same time conservative, which yeah. is obviously completely contradictory. But I just think that he's got the actual noggin on him, whereas I think Mitchell Dyke is just an absolute beast. He's just a lunatic, isn't he? And I think the whole German vibe and chemistry there, Jack, I think Stiepenman will be, out of that, out of those four, obviously Nelson, Stiepenman's a big miss. Yeah, and I think Sheepman was brilliant at, at the weekend. I, I think in the last 20 minutes he was starting to puff a bit. There was times when he was getting forward and not getting back. But I think Josh Murphy had to help him out a little bit um, from them positions. But did he get so far forward that he was just left up there? Because they changed it, didn't they? They had Sheepman up front for the last five of minutes. Of course, he was up front. I forgot exactly. about that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that was a weird one. Maybe he was that tired that they played him up front. <laughs> just, just, just like, man, just, just, just stay in that just half. Just stay there, just stay there. <laughs> Okay, so I think that is Bristol City pretty much rounded up. Um, a point, a nil-nil draw, we move on. Now, we've got Borough tonight. Now, if you haven't already, go and check out the preview that me and Chris recorded last night on the channel. That was kind of a comprehensive look at, at this game coming up. Uh, big thanks to One Football for sponsoring that. Um, and let's quickly touch on the Borough game in case people haven't seen that and want to, or just want to recap. Yep. Um, that's a, a tough game, isn't it, Borough away? Probably one of the toughest in the league. Yeah, I mean, look, it. I still think on pa- on. Pa- I know on paper means nothing. I know this sounds very Love Island, but on paper, Norwich City, I still think have the song the strongest squad in the league. They on paper, on paper, Jack. However, I don't know. They've, however, they've spent a lot. Middlesbrough, of Middlesbrough look ridiculously strong. I've always been an, an admirer of British Sombolonga, and um, but then. They've got Patrick Fraud Bamford up front, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at this. They're, they're sixth in the table. Yeah, um, 15, 15 points. But if we beat them, we go on the same amount of points as them. They've they've, mm. they've won four, drawn three, and lost two. Um, they've had um, a one-one draw against Fulham, a nil-nil draw against Preston, a nil-nil draw against Villa. I think. Cameron Jerome in his press conference lately um, raised a fantastic point about about you know Middlesbrough. Just come down from the Premier League, it ain't that easy. You no. can't just come back down from the Premier League and go look at look at us and wave your Premier League wand. Wow, that was that's, close. that's a wand you do want to be waving, <laughs> isn't it? You can't just wave your Premier League wand, Middlesbrough, and expect to turn over teams like Norwich. It just doesn't work like that because we will turn up. With our coach driver, we'll, we will be late, we will park the bus, and we'll make it very difficult for you. Um, so, yeah. But it's going to be ridiculously tough. Yeah, I right? think it's going to be an interesting test, actually. I don't see. expect anything from the game. I really don't. Yeah, and I suppose that's a good way to go into it, with, with very uh, low it. <laughs> before, again, before Christmas? Yes, it is, yeah. Um, yeah, but it'll be, I think it'll be interesting to see how we approach the game. Do we go about it in the same way as Sheffield United? Do we go a little bit more attacking? Um well, you, hang on, the same way Sheffield... Oh, you mean the way that we went to Sheffield United, not the way Sheffield United went to Sheffield Wednesday? No. Because Sheffield United parked the bus against Sheffield Wednesday. And then time-wasted. And time-wasted. And then beat up other fans. <laughs> Cheating sods. Uh, Chris Wilder is an interesting character, that's fair to say. But yeah, go and check out the Borough preview on Chris Wilder is the type of guy... Chris Wilder is the type of guy, right... This is, a, is this a meme? You, where you walk into a pub... Right. And he's just the guy that's like there with his shoulders back like this. 
Right. And he's just looking for a fight. Just eating some Nobby's nuts. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Nobby's nuts. And he's been like the darts champion for the last 25 years. And he just, and he, and he, he comes with loads, loads, of, loads of shitty banter. Shitty. I really don't like Chris Not Wilder. witty banter, shitty banter. Shitty banter. Um, but I think, Shanter. I think Shanter. if I was a Sheffield United fan, I think I'd just love him. I think he's almost like a coster. Everyone loves to hate him. But if, if, he's, if he's yours, he's your prick. You know? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I'm it's, it's like that. when you live in Yarmouth, it's like a bit of a shithole, but it's my shithole. Massive shithole. No, it's, yeah. not, it's not that bad. Um, <laughs> it's true, though, isn't it? Yeah, agreed. It's like it's mine. Yeah. And Chris Wilde's theirs. And in a way, like in, not in that much of a, of a depth, but we had a, a sense of that with Holty. Yeah. In the sense oh, that definitely, yeah. Grant Holt dived. Yeah. Grant Holt wound the players up. Yeah. He pulled the shirts. He probably said a few nasty things just to make sure that he was he was onto them. Yeah. And yeah, like I said it last week, I'll say it again. I think that you know Norwich need to be nasty Norwich. We've been nice Norwich for far too many years. Um, and then of course, a couple of days after Saturday, Reading away. Now Oliveira should be making his return oh, for this perfect. one. He should actually be in the squad for tonight's game against Borough, but he'll probably be starting against Reading. It's just, just almost written in the stars. The sense he he almost went there in Jan uh, in, in the summer, yeah. and he returns from injury against Reading. He guaranteed goals, isn't it? Yeah, and you know he, he's just going to rub it in, isn't he? He's he, I could honestly, I'm going to put it out there. I think he could quite easily score a hat trick on his first on his first game back. Really? He could. See what he could do, yeah. Mate, tell me. I'm I'm sorry to to die. In fact, no, I'm not sorry to dive in on Reading. They're average. Reading are how many times have I said teams are average? But Reading are average, right? Let's Honestly, see what Reading are on the table. Actually. Like seriously, Jack. And now I just I genuinely believe that Nelson will come back with a bang and he will smash it against Reading. And it, and as you say, written in the stars, he was meant to go there. And actually, in a way, for Nelson, that's almost like his sales pitch for January, isn't it? By the way. Well, yeah, if he wants it, yeah. So in Reading some senses, currently... he's going to want it for both reasons. Reading at eighteen. In the league. Oh dear, that's embarrassing. Nine points. Ooh, I thought they were higher up than that. I just think they're average. I know a couple of Reading fans and they they literally talk about how average they are. They literally say our stadium's average, our atmosphere is average, our kit is average, our club is average, our history driver. is average. Our, literally, they just, it's just, it's, Reading stinks of average. They'll probably beat us 3-0 the weekend. Yeah. Um, also, coming up, uh, the Ipswich tickets went on sale yesterday. We bagged ours. That's def- That's going to probably the most interesting derby in, mm. in quite some time. To be honest with you, oh, hang on, are we previewing the derby now? Or are we waiting? No, well, we're not previewing it, but let's just okay. look ahead slightly. I will... God, I don't want to be honest. Be honest. No, I can't. No, be honest. No, no, no. Right, okay. You know what? I'll be transparent. So there's two ways that me and Jack can approach this against Ipswich. Two ways. One, we pretend that we're not nervous, we're confident, and we're just like, yeah, we're going to win. It's just Ipswich. Or we go into it and be like, it's going to be a tough game. Probably the most nervous we've been for a derby in many, many seasons. So which one would you like me to be for for this podcast? Let's be honest. Because usually the cycle... Of a Snads was speaking about it at the weekend. The, the cycle of was he sober? He was actually love Snads. Um, the cycle of a lead up to a derby is you're nervous, mm-hmm. then you're ridiculously confident, mm-hmm. then you're even more confident the night before, and then the morning of it you're like shit, we're going to lose. Then right at kick off we're like right, we're going to win. Yeah. And then it's ninety minutes of carnage, and yeah. then whatever the result is. So I think we're currently in a cycle where we've where we've got to be honest. Okay. Well, I will honestly say this is the most nervous I've been for a derby in, well, since the playoff final. Not playoff final, sorry, because you didn't get there. This is the most nervous I've been since the playoff semi-final when Ipswich monumentally cocked it up. Um, I just think that Ipswich have got some, they've got something about them now. They've got, they've finally got a team spirit. It looks like they've got more than two fans turning up. Um, they probably will get to 20,000 against Norwich, attendance-wise. Um, so I think they'll have something about them. Something, at least. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've started the season well. But you you know what it's like, Jack. We could turn up there and we could smash them 4 or 5 nil, or 
it's going to be a draw, or will Ipswich finally, after years of beautiful, beautiful pain, beautiful pain, will they beat us? I mean, this is the kind of analysis that you, that you bring to the table. We can either win, we can either draw, or we can either lose. I mean, I mean, this is some goals and punditry for you right now, but it's true. Um, yes, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting one, but we've got our tickets, and then. Was it forty-eight hours after yep. we travel to the Emirates? That is a bloody tough, intense run of games. Ipswich away, Arsenal away, Ipswich on the Sunday, mm. Arsenal on the Tuesday. It's so tasty, isn't it? I just, I just, I really. We're playing the two teams that I hate the most. Oh, do you not like Arsenal? I don't like Arsenal because. When I was a kid, do you got like any teams other than Norwich? Yes, I do. Who? Um, I think I've got a lot of respect for for Leeds as a football club. No, you haven't. You've slagged them. No, all the time. you always t- you always pretend I do because you hate Leeds, Jack. I don't hate Leeds. I like Leeds as a football club. I think I, again, I, I just I just like them. I think they've got a lot of heart and soul about them. Yeah. Um, who else do I like as a football club? Who else do I like? I like Southampton. I think they're quite a good quite a good like a proper. They're a proper football club, aren't they? Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I quite like Liverpool. They're a proper football club. Do you know what I quite like? Go on, Luton, Luton Town. No, I do. I think. I Did think... you go to the game where they beat us one nil? Yeah, Scott Rendell, 89th minute winner. Harry Kane started for us. Yeah, that was grim. But they they were some of the best fans I've ever seen at Carrow Road. Oh, I tell you what, never fans are stuck by their club. I really like Celtic. Oh, see, I'm more of a Rangers. But please come. Um, but but well, hang on, what? Yeah, I... you are joking me. No. No, I'm more of a Rangers man. Graham Dorans is there now as well, so that helps. Stuart Hodge, sorry. Sorry, Stuart. But can I just clarify, before we have loads of comments saying, how can you sing like another team? I actually don't, and I, it really pisses me off when you see people in the Twitter bio saying, um, Manchester United and Norwich fan. Yeah, you can't support two teams, but you can have a soft spot for the team. I do, yeah, but no, but this is what I'm saying. I don't have a soft spot, I just respect them. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. No, but I don't have a soft spot. I, no, need, to, I need to clarify that. There's yeah. a massive, massive difference. Yeah, okay. Anyway, where were we before I went on a uh, round Arsenal. You just, you just went off on one. Yeah, no, no, so sorry. So, with Arsenal, oh, yeah, um, don't like they, ch- they cheat a hell of a lot. They cheat, do they? When have they cheated? <laughs> Are you winding me up? I, I just didn't know they were enough cheating. That was all. They no no no. They just they when they came to Car- you know the game before we drew three three with them at Carrow Road. Christ. Oh no, because that's that when, when we beat them one 0 yeah. No, there was, was that, a, there was a game when we were at Arsenal and Mark Bunn was in goal, and they cheated and dived for a penalty, and it was a blatant dive, and it was like a the FA had like been had a like a cheeky back pocket well, move not, it was horrendous let's also not forget that Ryan Bennett got away with pretty much assaulting Sanchez into the pit no completely disagree with that honestly completely disagree with that he did not do, that was not assault <laughs> Jack no it wasn't Sanchez was looking for it <laughs> he, was, he was looking to be pushed into a fourth ok alright fair yeah. enough he wasn't he, <laughs> he was asking for by it by the way that is probably what Ryan Bennett will be remembered for is that a sad state of affairs Ryan Bennett uh, what Mm. Or maybe no, um, that is it. What was that? Tw- that or his guitar. What was that Ed Sheeran. Twitter rampage he went on when he was like, wasn't he linked with another club and he posted a picture of a? T- oh no, this is it. Can you remember when he posted a picture? I think we had a game and he posted a picture of like him watching a film or something. Do you remember that? It, I can't really remember it that well if you got if you guys can it was something about his TV he tweeted a picture of his van on transfer deadline day saying I've got Grant Holt stuck in here or something like that I don't know it was, it was an odd one right anyway I just, but I respect him he's from Flag I Good just, boy. I just think there's just a bit of arrogance about Arsenal and I just I would love to do them over yeah like a really gruelling 1-0 95th minute Vrancic imagine the Arsenal fan TV meltdown as well if we beat them oh my god DT I think would end himself <laughs> just there and there by the way there was a shout for a DT versus Chris Revo um... we might be able to get that sorted if this podcast hits 200 likes yeah Will you say to Robbie, right, there's, there's a we'll market for this? We'll pull some strings. We'll pull some strings. Okay, that's right, all good. I'm saying. Okay, good. Um, so that's a tenner. 5,000 5, allocation. That's a lot of tickets uh, to sell. And also, uh, the Ipswich game. Yeah. Point system, obviously. Probably yeah. the only game this season, I reckon, other than Burton, that will be on a point system. Uh, you needed 1,300 points to get them yesterday. I think it's 1,250. It goes down in the 50s. Do you agree with the ticketing system? 
To be honest with you, I've got quite a loose opinion of it because it's never really affected me because I've just turned up to enough games to have the points. I can understand and respect both sides of the argument. Although, when I look at people on Facebook ranting about the fact they can't get an Ipswich game, they can't get to the Ipswich game, but if you've not turned up to enough away games, ultimately, I have so much respect. Right, there's a guy called Carl, okay? Carl, Carl what's Carl's second name? What, security Carl? No, 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 no. Oh, oh uh, Carl Layton. Yeah, so yeah, Carl yeah. Layton, if you're watching, hello, Carl. Now, Carl is the model Norwich City fan, and he will take days off to go to... Cardiff on a Friday night and it's those type of types of fans that absolutely deserve to get their tickets first come they they deserve the tickets who the hell wants to go to Cardiff on a Friday night and take two days off work to do so like I mean credit to Carl and credit to all of you that he's missing borough though you fair weather fan (laughs) he'll be at the beanbag won't he with his free pie and beer Anyway, but my point is, look, I think if you turn up to enough away games, you deserve the tickets. However, I do think that there's something about the Ipswich game. It, something needs to be looked at. It's not quite right. So I can kind of understand both sides of the argument. Because as a season ticket holder, you might have been to like one or two away games this season. You've got 12 You might be a new fan. Do you, at what, there's, no, there's no real kind of difference between... So say you're a new fan... But you're just—you might be just as passionate about Norwich City as I am, even though I've been going for years longer than you, right? So, for me, there's got to be almost like—is there going to be a split? I don't know. I—I I, I don't, I don't really mind. I don't really. think there's any like fair method of doing it. No, I think the fact always, you get—I yeah. think the fact you get a thousand points for having a season ticket is quite excessive, considering then you only have to maybe do three or four away games to um, to get your Ipswich ticket. But at the same time, like I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think it's fairly fair. If you go to away games, if you've got a season ticket, you deserve mm. to go, and that's how it kind of works. Right, let's yep. get into some bloody questions. Yes. Yeah. Right, time for your guys' questions. Probably my favourite part of the um, of the podcast each week because they're always so mm. different. Um, the majority of them are very, very good. Uh, so let's start with Carl, who always tweets in and, and uh, has won a prize before, actually. Won a couple of prizes before. Uh, so, Carl, hello. He asks, oh, if you could... Look at that hashtag that's, that's with it. Nice. Yeah, well, maybe we should start that. Hashtag ask talk Norwich City. Should we do a hashtag ask TNC? Should we make that thing? Maybe from next week. Yeah. Next week, hashtag ask TNC. Um, he asked... I think we've answered this before. I'm not sure. If you could pick a five-a-side team from our current squad... Who would you pick? So obviously in goal, Angus Gunn. Yeah, obviously goes without a doubt. Not not not, not Paul Jones. Not Michael McGovern. <laughs> By the way, hasn't he kept like ten clean sheets in a row for Northern Ireland or something? Who cares? Something like that. I'm sorry. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? So we go. <laughs> we're going with a classic. You know what I like about Angus in goal in a five-side team? He, he play. He's going to play it with his feet. He's going to be taller than the goal as well. Yeah, exactly. He covers it all. Uh, so we've got gunning goal yeah. and then we're going for the classic 2-1-1 five-side formation. It's worked for Inter Milan. It's going to work for this team. Yeah. Uh, so we need two defenders. Pinto. Pinto, pitch all, yeah. You you kind of need a player who can just run a lot. But but also, you know five-side is just is is so pacey that you need yeah. someone that could just go up front if you need, you yeah. know, Pinto. Pinto. So Pinto's in there. Passion as well. Five-side is is rough and tumble, isn't it? Bloody well is. You need someone that's going to give passion and Pinto his his middle name is Passion. Uh so we need another defender. Husband? Definitely husband. No. Uh close, Timmy close. Got to be in there. Oh, I don't know, man. Really? I don't know. Are we, like, is, I'm, I'm are we, really... is this goals five-a-side where it's got to be below head height or is this proper five-a-side where you can just... Hang on, is it, hang on, is it current? Yeah, it's current. Uh, yeah, because obviously otherwise it would be Gary Doherty, obviously. Yeah. Um, go on, just give it to Tim. Give it to Timmy. Timmy Coase. So yeah. now we need a midfielder. Tom Tribal. I'm not, I'm not even taking any, any other questions. Really, there. you're not? Yeah, because he's going to scare our position before you even step on the pitch. Yeah, true. They're going to be like, bloody hell. So are we just going for pure passion then? I think passion. Okay, well, in which case, Nelson Oliveira up top. Yeah, Nelson Job done. up top. Next yeah. question. So, Gun, Pinto, Timmy Close, Tom Tribal, and Nelson Oliveira. Yeah. Greg Porter, who's your favourite non-league team? Don't care. Great Yarmouth Town. The Bloaters. Big up the Bloaters. Love, love them. You, you don't really like non-league, do you? I've got a real soft spot for non-league. I love non-league. Cool story, bro. Uh, you're not really a football purist, are you? You're kind of a... I bleed yellow and green, and that's all I need to bleed. Is it? You don't want to bleed... Blue and white for Wroxham? No. 
<laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> okay. Blue and white uh, is obviously Ipswich, so no. No, rocks them. Uh, who would would you prefer to see lots of goals and sloppy at the back, or fewer goals and a solid defensive performance? That's from the Jay Dawson. There's Thanks, there's, Jay. there's there's no there's absolutely no kind of definitive answer to this because I vividly remember an absolutely dreadful dreadful run of games under Chris Hewton where again just like that we went like 10 unbeaten but we scored about two goals yeah no 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 no. because that was great that was great right that was great but when you're losing games like that it's absolutely diabolical so I'm sorry at least you can't answer that question because of course so under the Lambert era there was a buzz about the place because it was if you score one we'll score two more but it's it's shaky it's nervy it's not good for the heart. I don't think a lot of Norwich fans can take it. I was then going to say, under Alex Neil, there were multiple times when I felt my heart skip a beat and I was like, I'm genuinely about to go into some kind of cardiac yeah. arrest. Uh, and that's what it done to me. And uh, Cheers, Jack. Look, I, I think I would probably rather see fewer goals, but still win. I don't want to see Burton performances all season and a solid defensive performance because if you don't concede goals, you can't lose games. I think definitely for the... <laughs> That's such a I like that. Moment, no, I quite like that. Quite like that. Yeah, no, good. I actually quite like that. Good. I think for this season, we'll go for defensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that. Um, now, this is ugh, this is a big question. Is will it? Burgess? Hello, Will. How um, big is big? Bloody big, right? Okay. Bloody big. Uh, he's a Kent, a Kent, a Kent cricket fan as well. Oh, um, lose to Ipswich, but win the League Cup final. Yes or no? I think this is a very, very obvious answer. You're slightly less sure, aren't you? Um, I know, I know my answer straight off the bat. Well, you want to, you want to win the league cup. I want to win the league cup because you want Europe. Want to go to in a, on a European tour, and that's yes. fine, and that's fine. I respect that, but I'm going to patronise you a little bit. Go on then, dare you? Have you ever, ever seen Norwich lose to Ipswich in, in your life? Yes. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen us. Yeah, it wasn't that long. I'm not like ten. How long? When? What? What game did you see where we lost? Um, I can't remember, but I've definitely seen us lose against Ipswich. Have you? Yeah, I'm, I'm challenging not that you here, young. Jack. I'm not that young. No, 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 no. It's not. No, no, no. Have you actually physically sat in the stands? No. This is my point. No. That's my point. So that's why I painted okay. it in that way, Jack. So yeah, you might have been around when we lost to Ipswich, but. No, that's actually a good point. I've never actually see, been at a game when we've lost to it. Yeah, and that's why I brought it up, because I kind of suspected that. Right. When right. you are in the stands... Mm. And Especially you, where we are. Bloody and hell. you lose to Ipswich Town, it's absolutely horrendous. And, you know, uh, it's no wonder the Ipswich fans don't turn up anymore, because, honestly, it's such a dark, dark, dark feeling. Like... I, it's honestly the darkest I've been in the, in the whole of my life. Really? Yeah, like genuinely. Wow. When you lose to Ipswich, espe- espe- by the way, we, we lost to Ipswich at home, you know, like 2-0, um, 3-1 I think one time as well, mm. when they were sponsored by Powergen. Oh, great company. Um, God, yeah, awful corporate sponsors. Hate sponsors. Um, yeah, anyway, that's my answer. That's not really answered, is it? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> win the League Cup. You've just completely backtracked. <laughs> all I'm saying it. is, all I'm saying is, for every single one of, of you Norwich fans that have like listened to that question, you've gone, well, obviously win the League Cup. I don't think you've witnessed a hard enough defeat to Ipswich. Yeah, but just imagine the elation of winning Jack, the League Jack, Cup Jack. and then still finishing you know, like the Ipswich. You, you know what you were like against Millwall, where I physically had to finish the matchday experience for you because you literally did not want to lift your camera up because you were that embarrassed about your football club. Times that by 10 right yeah and then something really bad happens I, I, honestly it's horrendous okay uh, let us know if you're that tees up the derby nicely doesn't it yeah uh, Matt Gregory um, if we sold the name of Carrow Road for a heavy fee to reinvest in the football club would you take it or stick with Carrow Road <laughs> oh this is going to spark so much debate Andy Lawn. If you're listening and watching, this question's for you. The Leo Vega Stadium. Could you imagine the absolute scenes if our stadium got renamed? Like, like all of the, all of the really, all of like the. God damn it! You know what? Actually, let me start sensible. For once, the stadium is the one thing that, if it's renamed, I'll put it out there. It's tin pot. Yeah. 
You look at yeah. you look at ugh, there's, there's so many clubs. Wigan. Yeah, I mean like Bolton. Go on, keep going. Uh, God, I can't. Uh, although the Ar- Arsenal, Arsenal is the Emirates, but that's a very beautiful stadium. That, and that's a that's a big money deal. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I just think that. Like, I don't think Leo Vague's lower be- lower league teams when they rename their stand their, their stadium. It, it, it is a bit tin pot. I think it, um, you lose yeah. a lot of heart. There's yeah, almost like an identity yeah. thing with Carrow. And Carrow, like I think we spoke about it the other day, Jack. What do you love about Norwich the most? For me, it's Carrow Road. Yeah. It's the absolute heart and soul and, and, and lifeblood of this city. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, if you rename that to, um, I don't know, McVitie's Stadium or something. Oh, that'd be great, actually, McVitie's. Pucker Pie. Yeah. Should we just come up with some. If you had to, say, literally, I had your gunpoint. Yeah. And. I said, right, you've got to choose, you've got to rename the whole stadium. Who do you pick and why? Uh, wow. And by the way, you're not allowed a local company. Not a local Not company. a single local company. Just for you, Andy Lorne. Wow. Um, how much money are we talking? Average money. Average money. Yeah, like the kind of money where the club attempted, so they just take it. Okay. Um, oh, that's a really interesting question, actually. Who do I like? What companies do I like? What about the jelly? The Jelly Baby Stadium would be fun. That would be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's skip that. I'm bored. Um, I I would would I sell? It'd have to be like stupid money, like a hundred million pounds. That's not stupid money though. That's sensible money for a stadium rename. That's sensible 100 money. Million? Do you re- do you know how much money's in football now? You could Jack? sign ten Ricky Van Wolfswinkles for that. <laughs> hundred million is nothing in football these days, buddy. For a stadium. Hundred million is nothing in football these days, buddy. Okay, uh, I need to get another question up. Um, so I'm assuming you wouldn't sell. No, no way. Okay. Um, Cal Smith, which one of our new signings has in, has which one of our new signings has impressed Spitting you the most? Out. Sorry, just, just word is funny. Um, you start. In t- what in terms of uh, Tom Tribal? Yeah. I think because I expected the least from him and he's given the most. Mm. I think he's I think he's a big player for us this season in terms of the way we play football. I do. That just reminded me of that time where you said Yannick Vilshit is going to win player of the season and that he's going to be the most influential player this season. If he was played had. on a regular basis, I think he would be one of the most influential players okay. this season. Well, I'm biased, but I don't care because this is a Norwich City fan channel and we don't have to be non-biased. I'm going to say Angus Gunn. Because I think that when he first signed, I was I I was personally nervous because you look at someone that hasn't really um, you know been in the first the proper first team mix consistently yet, and when you come back, not only you are you going into the first team, but you're coming back to a club that means the absolute world to you that you grew up watching, that you love, that you admire, that you follow. He's followed Norwich the moment that he left to Manchester. He's still liking t- like tweets about like from Norwich fans and stuff, and he cares more than anyone else about Norwich City. Now, there's so much pressure. There's more pressure than anyone thinks, right? So for me, he's been very impressive. The way he's carried himself, especially if you, you just listen to his interview after the game at the weekend. I just think that he's already come on so much. And again, with a solid defence in front of him, you saw the acrobatic save that he did at the weekend. I think you're going to see more of that and. I think he could be. I I actually think he'll be in contention for the player of the season, Jack. Yeah, no, I think that's a, I think it's a very valid shout. Uh, James Mackay who always tweets in. Thank you, James. Uh, now this is an interesting one as well. Oliveira, Wes, Martin, or Madison. One of these has to leave permanently. Uh, whether that's behind the scenes or on the pitch, choose one to go. What? Hang on. That so is... basically, Oliveira, Wes, Martin, or Madison. One of them has to go. You have got to get rid of them. Oh my god! Which that's, one are you picking? That's emotional. That's emotional. Is it? That is emotional. Well, I think... Oh, God, that's hard. Well, James has blatantly put Madison in there just to tug on my heartstrings. So, kudos to you, James, for saying that. Um, Oh, God, because Russ is is Russ, isn't it? Russ is Russ. But uh, Oliveira is the most influential right now. Russ goes for me. 
Honestly, I'm, I'm, I refuse to answer that Man, question. You, no, don't do that. No, got, I don't care. I refuse. No, you've got no, to I can't. It. You do. I can't. James, what are you going to do about it, mate? I'm, I'm going <laughs> to keep me off podcasts. <laughs> I'm not going to let you have any more jelly babies. Okay, fair enough. Russ. It was it, hurt, though. Russ can leave and he can become a co-presenter on the podcast. Yeah, great idea. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and take my job. And he can still, like, text people and, like, have a little part of the play. Yeah, yeah. Which he does anyway. Yeah. Um, who would you rather? Nelson Oliveira, Grant Holt, Wes Houlihan, or James Husband? <laughs> That's from Jack, NCFC fan. Husband. Uh, actually, Holt or Oliveira? Can we... I'm feeling a bit... Can I say, I'm feeling a bit bad about Husband. Yeah, no, I am a little I'm, bit. I'm feeling a bit bad. Like, no, I'm, I genuinely feel a bit bad. Although, did you see his, um, his interview with Madison? <laughs> No, what? what? Did you with Madison? Did you see the questions on YouTube? No. You know the club. Basically, the club emailed through this exclusive video with okay. um, Madison and James' husband. That's a weird comment. And it was honestly, as much as I love Madison, it was it was really awkward. Was it? Anyway, but anyway, so with regards husband to James' husband, isn't as bad as we make out. He just made me feel very emotional away at Melbourne because he was that bad. <laughs> And <laughs> I haven't quite recovered from it yet. I think that took a lot of bravery for you to say that, mate. Well, well done. Uh, he against against average against average opponents, he's average. <laughs> he was just no, no, no. God, stop making me laugh because I really want to try and make this a serious comment. He, oh, the thing is, you just you really want him. Oh, he was just so bad against Millwall. He cut. <laughs> He cut me and Jack. He genuinely cut us up, and we, we're still re- secretly we're still recovering from that. I was still, you know, when you like, you need time to grieve about that type of thing, and I don't yeah. think I've, I don't think I've done it properly. But I'm still suffering. Yeah, it's, I, I, I think it might be like maybe when you've been with a girl and you and you dump her, and then she gets really ridiculously hot, <laughs> right? And then <laughs> it's nothing like that. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. And then, actually, no, you know what, I'm not going to it. Basically, me and Jack, just to let you all know, we're trying to have a cool off period with husbands. So please don't ask questions about husband because we, we actually really do want him to do well. Of course he does, a Norwich City player. Um, but can I please just say this might I have change to say, he, when he starts to play against Middlesbrough. No, oh my, oh, <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. Oh my god, oh against Middlesbrough though. No, 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 it's Middlesbrough. Oh yeah, it's Middlesbrough. Yeah, he's going to score. He, Ninetieth minute winner. Do you know what? Someone, someone actually spotted me right. in the Gerald stand at the weekend because basically when husband came on, he got subbed on. In left midfield, and my reaction was just literally that on the brick wall because we sit right next to the brick wall, just collapsed in a heap. If James' husband scores against Middlesbrough, it turns out to be a crucial goal. What should we promise? I will give away fifty pounds of my own money to someone who follows us on Twitter. No, surely to charity. Oh yeah, okay, to charity. I'll give fifty pounds away to ch- to Nelson's journey if husband scores a crucial goal against Middlesbrough. If he scores an own goal. Or has a bad performance, he has to give fifty pounds to charity. There you go. There so, you go. James, I know you're watching, mate. Get ready to pay some money. In fact, um, no, I've got. You know what? I'm going to step up. I'm going to step it up. Go on then. I'm going to really step it up. Go now. on then. Like really step it up. Okay. So, dedicated TNC fans might know that I've got a lucky pair of Norwich City pants. <laughs> I wore them against Ipswich in the semi-final playoff, which they lost massively. Absolutely cocked it up. Uh, wore them in the playoff final, won that, and they've not been worn. I, I literally keep them for big, big games. <laughs> now, if husband scores a crucial goal against Middlesbrough, I will wear those pants on my head <laughs> for the next podcast. <laughs> okay. Genuinely, I'll do it. I will really do it, I promise. Okay. Plus give... Fifty pounds to charity, mate. I'm having, bo- mate. My reputation's down the toilet. I've got boxes on my head. Uh, right. Um, By the way, don't please don't score, husband. Toby Smith. If you had to put one player in the under twenty three squad into the first team eleven for every match, who would it be and why? And who would you drop out of the first team? Russell Martin because he's currently training with the under twenty three <laughs> side. I would put in Glenn Middleton. 
Yeah, I like the look of him. Maybe he's not ready for first team football yet. No, he's probably not ready. What's happening with the beast? Who's the beast? Aston. No, what do you mean, who's the beast? Aston. No, who's the beast? I don't know. Who is the beast? Michi. Michi Fiti. Oh, it did, how is it? Oh, did, how he is went, the boy? Well, he went to Iceland, didn't he? For yeah, a little getaway. He's, he's such a boss. Uh, I don't know what he's doing now. We need to find out. I think we should invite him on the podcast, personally. I'd love him on the podcast. Just, he's so, to be, we'd have to move up, wouldn't we? I just love the fact he here. went to Iceland in, in his holiday to play football. Yeah, I good love for that. him. I love that. Uh, I, no, I know. I, I know. I put in Aston, Angus first team goalkeeper. Yeah. Aston on the bench. Then the Aston, game. and then Romy Matthews. You've got three local boys. Yeah, it. yeah, like that. Get rid of Paul Jones. Yeah, and Michael McGovern. See you later, boys. Um, Max Calver asks: Do we continue in our current fashion, or do we dare go back to a four-one-four-one in the search of goals? <laughs> current fashion. Yeah. No, Next right. question. I write that. Uh, Addy Addy Adams that's a great name oh it was Addy Adams not Addy <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day oh god Addy Adams Addy Adams Addy I can buy um, <laughs> who loses out when Pritchard's fit Josh Murphy yeah I think so too sorry how would that work though because you've got would you play Pritchard on the left oh, I don't know I don't know because uh, you obviously want Madison in there yeah, Madison can't go. Or do you drop Madison out? But Pritchett. It depends on form, doesn't it? Like, look, yeah. I think Madison's going to have a hell of a lot of game time up until then. So let's just see how that develops. Uh, a few people have asked Tom, including uh, Kieran. Do we need anyone else in January? I think you should always look for reinforcements in January. I think it's a really important time of the season. I think that um, Norwich City need to use the January transfer window as a investment rather than a last gasp attempt because in the last two in the last in fact literally every single season Norwich sign someone desperately in yeah. January and it it always turns out to be just utter crap yeah so no we've got to be careful in January basically at the, at the moment, we just need to focus on the amount of players that we've got. Yeah. Uh, Ewan Johnson, with Stephen Doubtful, would you play husband at left-back? Uh, Ewan to that. I answer, go and watch the match preview video that's already on the channel. Sam Norton's getting away from football. Just started a new YouTube channel. Has Have you and Chris got any tips on how to reach the popularity that TNC has at the moment? Oh, well, wow. first of all, TNC in YouTube terms is, is very, very small. Um Second of all, tips. Mine, mine would simply be consistency. I think that's life in general. Be consistent. Be good. Yeah. Find your niche. Be passionate, actually. Be passionate. Do if you don't enjoy doing it, don't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got to be good at what you do. You've covered everything there, I think. And you've got to, uh, especially with football, you got to be on it all the while. Mm. Um, consistency and find a niche because no one wants to watch another. And don't listen to and don't listen to. Um, unnecessarily negative feedback or comments so listen to constructive feedback but if someone calls you a name which especially I get called every single week just don't listen to it it's just it's just needless and um, you, you just need to crack on and be consistent as Jack says yeah uh, this is a good question actually this is from uh, Smith Smith Howiak I think that's right who okay. is a West Brom fan Where's Malumbu at the moment? I swear he's gone missing since he was released. Hashtag find the Malumbu. Where is Where is Malumbu? I don't know. Maybe he's DJing with Basson. I've got a funny story about said Basson. Actually, it's not that funny. Is at it all. funny or is it inappropriate? No, it's not inappropriate. So some guy Snapchatted me the other day, who I can't remember who it was, but he was he was in he was uh, he just got out of bed. <laughs> is this inappropriate? No, it's not inappropriate. It sounds that way, doesn't it? He went and uh, he went to his window, and Seb Basong is just running up and down the road in the middle of Norwich, just training on his own, just running up and down the street. You are joking me. I'm not. Can you remember when he was spotted in Helson Park? Oh my god! He's just running around Norwich. I love that. But where is Malumbu? Do you remember when Seb Basong was voted our Player of the Season under Chris Hutton? Can you remember when he was boss for us? Well, he was boss for a season. Yeah. And then he was like a caravan through 200 yards of mud. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Jack Williams asks, why do you hate Brighton? I just don't want to answer that question this week. I'm sorry. Why? Oh, can I just... Actually, you know what? 
Go on then, let's go in. So my beef with Brighton this week oh, is the absolutely horrendous stamp on Yedlin of Newcastle. Horrendous. Didn't watch it, can't comment. Was it I didn't I didn't watch it, I watched the highest back because but can I actually just say that fair play, they have actually won a couple of games now and I said they'd lose every single game. Um <laughs> But look, I just you know, we all know where Brighton stand in terms of um, in the world of football we all know that you know they used to have a running track around their pitch um, we all know that their nickname is the Seagulls next question it's far inferior to the, to the Canary exactly yeah Seagulls are a massive problem at Yarmouth Market so for that reason alone shoot them Brighton aren't in the seagulls, top 10 no. yeah don't, definitely don't we don't hate them that much yeah. I don't really hate Brighton fans at all um, all Brighton um, this is a strange question I'm not even going to answer this Josh if Daniel Farkle got sacked, who'd be your ideal replacement? I love his second name. Josh Beaver. Luton <laughs> fan. Sorry, I've lost it. I've gone. What? I've gone there. I've gone. Just you have to carry on. Luton fan. He, hopefully you've watched this podcast because I, I picked up Luton earlier. Uh, um, <laughs> what? I really no, Sorry. I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, Ewan Johnson uh, we touched on this earlier I feel a bit bad for that how much time do you give Rancic to prove himself a couple of games (laughs) just a couple more games what and then we just get rid of him no 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 till Christmas till Christmas they've all got till Christmas Merry Christmas Uh, Craig Killett um, how do you rate Josh Murphy's performances this season I know the angle that Craig's coming at from this and I think that he would probably be thinking that they've been questionable. Um, for me, I mean, and Josh will rightly argue that, you know, in the cup, he's been very impressive. Yeah. Um, great record. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still sticking with it. I think Josh will score more goals this season than Jacob did in his season with us last year. Okay. Um, I think at the moment, the only thing that Josh lacks is the that, that final finish, that final cross. I think he's got everything to his game. I think that... He, he reminds me of a better Nathan Redmond. I'll, I'll stand by that. I think that he is quicker than Redmond. I think that he's better on the ball than Redmond. I think that he's got... He's just got that skill. I think he's confident. He, he, i tell you one thing. He's a hell of a lot more confident than Nathan Redmond. Um, I think Nathan Redmond in his last couple of seasons for Norwich always tended to just... They, he didn't want to use his ability. Mm. He'd always just go backwards or sideways, Right which was the massive problem with Nathan. Now, Josh, in fairness and credit to the guy, a lot of the stick that he's been getting is because he loses the ball sometimes, but that's because it's his job not to lose the ball. But Josh Murphy is one of three players, him, Wes, Madison, where one of those people have got to make a mistake, effectively, because they're the players that are are going into the defence. So I think, as I say, I think it's been very frustrating the last couple of games, especially against Burton, um, big chance against Burton, missed that uh, chance of the weekend, and it went out for a throw-in. Um, but look, I'm not going to be. I'm still not going to beat Josh up. I'm not going to beat him up till Christmas because I think <laughs> then you'll beat him up. Then you'll bloody fill him in, won't you? No, I won't. Honestly, <laughs> I do. Actually, you know what? I really like Josh. Happy I do like Christmas, Josh. Josh. I, I, get, right I, I get what Craig means, though. I think I think a lot of fans are frustrated with his final product at the moment. But again, just please, just give him time, guys. I think. Um... I, I, what game was it? I think it was the Birmingham game that we beat. I said on Twitter, and I think I said on here, it was one of the most mature performances I've ever seen from Josh Murphy. I thought he couldn't... Mm. My big criticism of Jacob last season was his complete inability to defend uh, and track back. I thought he was dreadful at that. Um, and I know, as a winger, mm. that's not really your job. But Dan, Josh Murphy said on multiple times that Daniel Farker wants his wingers to defend more, and I think that, I think that's a crucial yeah, part of the enough. game. And I think against Birmingham, I think was it against QPR, he's had a couple of really standout performances this year. And of course, he's excelled in the cup as well. Mm-hmm. He's backtracked a little bit. I thought he was poor against Burton. Um, he got into the right spaces, but didn't quite finish it. And look, that'll come with with age and experience. And he's a confidence player. Disappointed with him against Bristol. I thought he started well. Uh, I thought he was taken on his man, uh, and then he lost it a couple of times, went into his shell. You can always see when he's not confident. He, he doesn't take on his man. He doesn't track back as much. He had that chance that he... he that, he'd done that a few times again. I can't remember who that was against. Um, 
he gets in a chance where he's kind of quite wide and you could go for a shot or you could cross it and it's kind of like an in-between. But again, at the weekend... It's just that decision-making. Yeah, but again, at the weekend, he was very close to being the hero of the day. So, yeah. yeah uh, but I think he's a winger. It, he's going to have bad games. He's going to have good games. Yeah. I wouldn't get on his back. But... Good question, time, Craig. Good um, question. At the same time, we, we, uh, we want the best for our players. Right, we've just realised that we are an hour and five minutes in. Uh, it, it's flown by. We've, we've chatted nonsense tonight, as always, but a good nonsense. Yeah, all, all of the all of the nonsense. Uh, the final question is, um, hit me. Can't. It was something about Jerome. He hasn't scored since Good Friday. It was from Luke Speck. I remember that. I can't find the tweet though. Uh, he hasn't scored since Good Friday. Good old Luke. Um, does he? Does he deserve criticism? Yeah, he does. He deserves to be criticised after the performance of the weekend. Definitely, I think that um, I think he. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough because it's just fine margins. Jack could have scored, could have set one up, um, but for me at the moment, yeah, he does deserve to be criticised. Yeah, I think. Um, and this is. Let's not forget. Sorry to interrupt. That this is his opportunity. This yeah, is yeah. his sales pitch to Farker while Nelson's out. Play me, play me, play me. Now, I'm sorry to Cam, but. I ain't playing him over Nelson. Yeah, I, I wrote in my in my EDP article, which is out today, that it, it was very clear um, that Cameron Jerome is our second choice striker at the weekend. He was, mm. um, and I, I don't I don't think you can even come but back. That's okay, but that's okay. Yeah, that is okay. Yeah. Everyone's making a big deal out of it, but that's that's okay. I mean, he is. He probably knows himself. He's our second choice striker. Yeah, I mean, realistically, like to, to get fans. consistent football now at his age. In his condition, with his goal-scoring record, he probably needs to move. There we go. Uh, thank you so much for listening, if you've got this far, both on iTunes and also on YouTube. If you are on uh, iTunes, if I can remind you, a review would be greatly, greatly appreciated on there. Uh, you can do it by just clicking, leave a review, and leave a review. Can I just say, one Five thing star. we've not mentioned is, what if you're actually listening to this on SoundCloud? Yeah, that's a thing as well. SoundCloud. If you're on SoundCloud, then get involved. You're a bit of a hipster if you're on SoundCloud. So hipster. Isn't there a lot of house music on there? I love how you're trying to get it with the house music. I'm, I'm not. It's, I'm, no, it's all I'm, about I'm podcasts. Being, I'm being convinced um, from multiple angles to get into house music, and I'm still not buying into it. It's just the flow, the vibe. I'm still not buying into I it. I beat the vibe. Look, Simon Lappin loves it. You've got to love it as well, mate. Yeah, if Simon loves it. We all love it. Thank you very much for watching. I will see you next week for another podcast. Bye.